Tonight we all are gathered here to witness these four men bring their dumb asses to a table and talk smack to each other. And there's no mortal danger tonight for men. With some hey everyone, we are back. It's the uh, the nerds from the way we nerd with a very special podcast, an escape pod, because we got some Star Wars to talk about. Because. Do we? Yes, we do. Because oh. unfortunately, the last time that all Sad. four of us were still together, oh yeah, all four of us are still here. So you know what? Let's do introductions first. And I'm going to start with my favorite passenger seat person at the moment. And he is sitting in the passenger seat right there. Me? That's you. <laughs> Who are you? Shotgun. Morehead. And next to him in the driver's seat. Uh, Joshua Potter. And diagonally from him. Uh, Kyle Down. And then I am Daniel Villalobo. So welcome back, Josh Moorhead. We've missed you. I uh, mm. haven't seen you. <laughs> Actually, only I think you only missed one podcast. I'm pretty sure you were on the last one we did right before Rogue One. I'm pretty sure you were yeah. at that one. So, I think so. Yeah. But unfortunately, we have not been together, uh, all four of us, since Star Wars came out. And there was no way we were going to talk Star Wars without our fourth brother with us. Oh, so... so Let's get right Even into though I'm it. I'm Wicket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was in this movie, by the way? Warwick Davis was in this movie. He was. Um, yeah. Was really, he the little dude with he was the, a, the he, lizard dude with the bald head? He, no. No, he was a little the, dude in, on Jedha. Jedha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was lizardy. I mean, he wasn't a lizard, but he was like slimy. You know, he was in that scene um, that, that, that yeah. looked very reminiscent of Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, right now, I just want to state for the record so that you guys can sort of visualize us in your mind palace. Um, <laughs> oh, mind palace. We are sitting in Josh Strange Potter's was. car. Uh-huh. Um, Potter is sitting in the driver's seat. Moorhead's uh, shotgun. I'm behind Moorhead, and Dan is to my left. And we have the uh, we're in an escape pod. The I mean, recorder riding bitch. I we, guess we just we it's just, cramped, but we'll all fit. Yeah, well, we're, we, we're we can all go. We're all oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> we uh, we uh, we actually just came literally from Rogue One. We just saw yes. Rogue One again. My my third viewing. Mine as well. So everyone's third viewing except for except uh, for me. It was Kyle. my second because oh. I'm the asshole. Somebody had to go to Hawaii for a week and a half. Yeah, whatever. And yeah. shoot a web series. <clears throat> it was a it was a busy month. That's true. Okay? It was. That's true. But I was with the web series too. The Hawaii is, is the true. reason you didn't see the Hawaii movie. is the reason. I, I wanted to go see it in Hawaii, but <laughs> but that's else okay. Wanted to. <laughs> it's understandable. I know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so um, I'm going to say right off the bat here, and because we always do this, spoilers, spoilers, yeah. spoilers. Just big, a little. Big so many time. spoilers. Okay, so let's do this first. Why don't we get Initial reactions, and we'll start with with Josh Moorhead. Oh, or do you not want to go first? We can go. No, right. no, I just wasn't. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot all, all pod. No, it's yeah. really great. It's fantastic. Um, the first time I saw it, I was like, "That is perfect." Yeah, and uh, I don't think I've ever sat next to somebody that got that was so moved during a movie as Kyle was that first <laughs> night. That was, um, <laughs> but, but with but with good reason. I mean, it was every moment of it, night one, I was just amazed. Tonight I fell asleep. But that... He's snoring. I thought I heard him at first, but I was he like, nah. like, what? Why are you waking me up? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Star Wars. Cool. Oh. That's because... That's because, because the meds. Yes, and yeah. Josh is on some, some meds, and he's been working hard lately. <laughs> we can't tell you who he's working for, but hopefully some, so, sometime soon yeah. we can. Uh, we'll Crazy Josh, schedule. We'll let Josh tell you that. But it's a trash company. <laughs> Josh is a trash <laughs> man. He works in waste management <laughs> yeah. now, aka the mob. Uh, what okay, about you? So let's, was, what okay. about you, Potter? Yeah, Potter. Um, I I loved it from the moment I saw it to the third time through. Um, there are no slow parts at all for me. The the pacing is great. The characters are great. You fall in love with them. Um, 
going into it the second time, I, I mean, I knew what was going to happen, and I still got attached to the characters and still thought, ah, oh, maybe, you know, maybe this time they're going to make it. Well, of course, you know, of course they're not going to make it. They're all going to die eventually. But you're so but, invested. But you're, yeah, exactly. You're so invested, and you, there's so much hope in the movie inherently that you just you just oh, want them oh. to to survive and yeah. it's it's Just a really take. great movie in this uh, climate that we live in right now this political climate so yeah yeah fits. what about you dan what about me your initial reaction well i will say this and <laughs> 3 weeks later 3 weeks later <laughs> but, well my initial reaction has not changed really which is is, is i actually like this better than the force awakens um, agreed and i'm not going to and understand that that's not me taking anything away from episode seven because obviously you guys were there. I, I loved it as well. I mean, I obviously had that opening night. I had a little bit of a problem with a certain thing, but that's, you know, we won't Did talk it start about a it. woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that anymore, but, uh, but, uh, I, I just, I, I like what rogue one was because like I, I, I under, even though I don't share the same aversion to, or I don't share the same complaints that people have when they say episode seven is basically the same thing. Episode four rehashed. Yeah, okay, if you want to say that, that's fine, but that didn't bother me very much because Star Wars always is about circular storytelling. But this movie did try to do something a little different, and it finally did something that Kyle and I, and then obviously the two in front of us, the Josh's, have been hoping for for a long time, and that's just a different type of genre within the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got a war movie. I mean, obviously this is Star Wars, and there's all battles, blah, 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 but this was a full-on it, war like, movie. Well, to your point, real Boots quick, before uh, we get to Kyle... <laughs> Just because I like the Kyle block. Um, <laughs> no, I was Kyle block. I was reading. I was flipping through the art oh, of the Force Awakens. Yeah, the art of the Force well, Awakens. Just, the just pictures. Well, okay. um, it's a picture book that guys. I got last year, and yeah. when I was flipping, and it's all about the development process and stuff. And at one point, I guess in their development process, when they're breaking everything up for Episode Seven, they're like, um, "It's called Star Wars. Where's our?" War, Where's our stars, war? <laughs> like they had to figure out, like, oh yeah, we have to have a battle in here. So, yeah. to your point, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. So we, we got we got some. Well, I'll get deeper into it when we get when we get to it. But Kyle, initial reactions from you, my friend. Um, besides you blubbering I, like an idiot, I had on that two. I had two reactions initially, and one of them was like the the negative of it for me the first time was like I have you know I have shitty eyes I have horrible eyes we watched it in 3D with those glasses that were yeah. on top of my glasses yeah so yeah. the whole time like I was slightly distracted for like half the movie trying to like my brain was trying to uh, connect that it was 3D <clears throat> with the way it was shot yeah. yeah which was not shot in a way you shoot a 3D movie because it, it was very yeah, like I don't think it was shot in 3D it didn't look No it wasn't no. shot in 3D but also there's a lot of like focus pulling and like right. choosing yeah. specific focus and like this one character is in focus everything else is out of focus which doesn't work in 3D for me at yeah. least no i agree with because you, with doesn't. 3D you're supposed to be able to see everything yeah. yeah and so that was like i was mildly distracted by that the entire most of the entire first viewing but that did not overshadow just the holy shitness of all of it yeah. mm-hmm. and just the amazingness of all of it and i got like the same feeling from it that i got from something like hamilton or, you know, like, revolutionary war things that are really yeah. good, where it's, you know, you know what's going to happen. You know the outcome, yeah. Right. But to see sort of the the sacrifices made 
towards that goal and knowing sort of that when you're seeing those sacrifices that you know they're going to pay off and you know the people who are making those sacrifices are hoping it's going to pay off. And so even if, like, some, like if I'm criticizing it, which I think we can, we'll wait till later to do our criticisms. Yeah. It's some of the, the sort of the flaws in the movie and some of the characterization and some of that stuff is sort of glossed over with me because of that sort of general feeling of, like, they're doing this for a, a big reason, for a big mm-hmm. goal, for right. a greater good. Right. And... You know, I, I know where that's going, and I know that their sacrifice is not in vain. Yeah. So for some reason, that makes it even if it doesn't actually, it feels more important that way because well, we know what they're sacrificing for, and we know what their sacrifice enables to happen later. It's a great war movie. Yes. Like yeah. in the tradition of like, it took me back to like when I was a kid, and my dad would be like, "Here, watch." Battle of the Bulge, watch the longest, yeah. or like, you know, these classics yeah. where it's yeah. all about a motley crew, like, taking risks and seeing the sacrifice yep. to maybe accomplish the goal. And like, Star Wars is fake history, but right. it works as allegory, but that that's why history is fascinating, because we only, we only focus on the bullet points and broad strokes, and you forget the... Massive amount, people and the massive amount of coincidences and good and bad favor that had to break for outcomes to happen. Yeah. So, so the dis, I'll slowly like turn us into criticism or whatever, like big picture, like that movie's incredible. And I'm actually still um, a Force Awakens guy, I think, just because of. The forcey aspect of everything. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I miss Jedi stuff. Don't worry, I did. But but I mean, this movie's incredible. But what I was tr- gonna say was, in fifteen years or twenty years or whatever, the original trilogy will not look as good because it doesn't because it is the bullet points. Like by the time we have like peak Star Wars and you have twenty movies to choose from, the emotional consequence of the original trilogy just won't feel the same or be there. Because imagine if you're, like, a five-year-old kid and you just saw that movie. And then, like, you watch A New Hope and you're like, what's with this lightsaber well, duel? Like, or, like, like that maneuver of the hammerhead and, like, pushing that. Like, that's, such, that's so incredible. And it's not that, like, the wars and the other movies aren't cool to look at, but they don't have that extra level of, like, strategery. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Agreed. It's, I mean, the other wars are... You know, the Death Star battle is, you know, a dozen or so fighters. Right. Maybe yeah. two dozen fighters. <laughs> yeah. And eventually the Millennium Falcon against a bunch of TIE fighters and a Death Star. Right. You know, Hoth is basically just a delaying maneuver. Yeah. You know, they're just basically throwing troops at these walkers so that they can get all get the important out, yeah. stuff out. Right. You know, it's not until Jedi that you get, like, a real battle. And even then, like, the ground battle is teddy bears against... And it'll always work for us. Uh, that's not me saying yeah. that. No, no, no. Yeah. Space yeah. battle is cool, but there's, but again, there's only like, there's a Star Destroyer that gets blown up. And, you know, it's sort of very different. And it's much right. less, I don't know, it's much more about just our heroes. Whereas this one sort of showed you not just our heroes on the ground or in the air. But, like, there's not a single 
you know, sort of one of quote unquote our heroes, one of the the Rogue One crew in a ship during right. that battle. Right. Right. So all the right. stuff you're seeing of all of these different <clears throat> pilots are just a bunch of Which individual awesome. pilots. Pilots yeah. who yeah. have a couple lines, and some of them die, and some of them don't, and it's you know, Road but it five. still works because you understand <laughs> the the amount of people and what they're you know what's going on and what they're there for, and it makes it feel I, bigger. I, I don't know how it did it, but the movie did a good job of even making me care about those one or two line pilots. Yeah, absolutely. It's weird, which a lot I heard a lot of people, and it's fair, like art is subjective, but a lot of people were like, I didn't like the character, like everybody was so flat and da 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 I was like I don't it's like you were saying Kyle like what they were all sharing in the same goal and I don't have to know everything about that character's background to appreciate or enjoy that character like Riza Med's character I love like Sharut Amwee like we know a little bit about his background yeah but like I don't need to see like shades of grey I don't know like I don't and and the the, with those two with Baze Malbus and uh, Chirrut Amwee um those those two characters, you get enough of their background. I think that it, it makes it interesting. That's your that's yeah. your Jedi aspect, your your heavy right. force aspect in in this right. movie is you you know they're the they're the guardians of the wills, the protectors two. of the wills, and <laughs> which if, is awesome to make that canon. Right, yes. exactly. Yeah. Which which happened in the Clone Wars. You know, Yoda goes to that planet, and it's the wills, the whispers of the force, basically that help instruct him how to basically be immortal. You know. Well, it's funny. Come back as a force ghost, basically. Oh, is that in the Clone Wars cartoon? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I didn't catch that's, that. That's like the last season, but, I think. But the thing about those two is, like, so much of their story is told, but yes. it's implied or sort of, it's you know, which is, they used to which guard is, the temple. Yeah, which yeah. is death storytelling. Right. So, like, so they were there when the Jedi were there. It was a Jedi temple. They were there, you know, basically, like, custodians. Yeah. For lack of a better term, they're unemployed. Then mystics. the Jedi were purged, <laughs> and they to continued to protect that site. Yeah, they were sort of an honor guard. And then when that ended, now they have yeah, with they're the looking Imperial for occupation. Yeah, yeah, and it makes sense that they would immediately join this group, right? And Je- join the rebellion. You know, the Jedi's are originally right. more thought of as as Buddhist monks, uh, and they still kind of are more warrior monks, but right, they they kind of took it almost literally with those two characters, like they just yeah. they, you know, which is well, and, which is great, and and that. To say to say to to, com- uh, to comment on what Josh was saying earlier about the original trilogy losing its majesty, as it were, because of, of when we have twenty movies to choose from, I guess it's up to our, it's our responsibility to make sure these these kids see the movies in the right order. And obviously, we can't <laughs> we can't control the way parents raise their kids. But if you're going to raise your kids Star Wars fans, you better start them from the beginning. Yeah, and then I mean, the always it was meant to be seen. Have not the power the of character and storytelling that they did, but I, they just. Now that we're getting into the detail, they'll just feel broader. Well, I but I think eventually they will. But eventually they will. They will. They they will grow to appreciate it when, once they get older. It's like one of those things. Like, I'll give you an example: Planet of the Apes. When I was a kid, I fucking hated Planet of the Apes, the original Planet oh, of the Apes. Yeah. Like, obviously, the Tim Burton one is garbage anyway. And that's the one I, I saw as, as a young yeah. man. Dude, but, there's there's apes on this planet. But, <laughs> but but the original Planet of the Apes, I, I watched it before that one came out, and I was like, this is fucking garbage. I don't like this at all. And I was probably 18, 19 years old. Yeah. yeah. And then I watched it again before the new ones came out with Andy Serkis. And I'm like, whoa, these are amazing. Because I, I understood the themes. And I understood right. what story they were trying yeah. to tell. So when kids get to a certain age, if, if they, they didn't experience Star Wars in the right order, I think once they get once they get mature enough, they'll, they'll see it and they'll understand the magic of those three movies and why they have spawned this unprecedented 
yeah. you know, entertainment conglomerate, basically. Right. You know, Star see, Wars is, is a force that is nothing, pun intended, is a force that nothing has ever touched. I think or Rogue for a One, long time. I, don't, I don't know if, if I necessarily agree that Rogue One's going to have as much, or these other movies are going to have as much of an effect on the original trilogy. Because one thing that Rogue One does that seems smart is that it holds um, it holds back the power of the Death Star. You know, because the first time they fire it is at Alderaan. Yeah. Yes. And so mm-hmm. you see it destroy a city. You basically see it being like a giant nuke. You know? Right. Yeah. So that it saves that big planet-destroying moment for A New Hope. That's yeah. true. And yeah. you That's understand fair. immediately... If you start watching A New Hope now, you understand more who Princess Leia is. You understand the stakes right. immediately. Yeah. You know, and you understand why Vader's so pissed. You understand what the rebellion is and how it gives you, I think, a greater appreciation for how desperate the rebellion is at that moment. Like, their fleet and their flagship are gone. Yeah, they you just know, all got They're destroyed. down to a handful of ships. <clears throat> so those those X-Wings and Y-Wings you see taken off to fight the Death Star, that's, that's 90% it. of their thing. The Tantive yeah. Ford just got captured. Yeah. You know, half a dozen ships make it out of that battle over yeah. Scarif. Yeah. And that and is the Rebel fleet, pretty much. That's Yeah, yeah it's almost the entire Rebel fleet is there over Scarif, as far yeah. as I know. Yeah. And yeah, except for some of the other Alliance members that have their own ships and fleets. and Right, you know, but they, they weren't going to come back battle. until after the Death Star is destroyed anyway. Right. Yeah. And so it sort of shows you, I think it makes, it gives the Rebellion sort of a better, the Rebellion as an overall thing, as a, as a group, it, it highlights their story a little more. I would agree. You sort of you can track them better from this That's this true. finally well armed becoming united group to okay there goes almost all of their ships to blowing up the Death Star <clears> to <throat> gathering then forces around them to the defeat at Hoth to the then even larger fleet than ever that attacks the second Death Star yeah. right you know and falls into the Emperor's trap ultimately succeeding and then jumping 30 years later to sort of the resistance now. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, yeah. fun, it's funny because cool. I, I, I uh, number one, if there's any two Star Wars movies you're going to watch, you should watch back-to-back in one sitting. It's Rogue oh, One yeah. and New Hope because they literally yes. are completely complementary to each other. There's there's yeah. about, from my understanding, from something I read that somebody, some math somebody did, there's about 17 hours between Rogue One and A New Hope. Yeah. So, so in other words, you're saying Princess Leia's ship's been traveling for 17 hours when Vader catches up with them? Yes. Interesting. I thought, if, I thought it was it, almost immediately. If it jumped... No, because they did the I calculations. Guess they know, I guess they wouldn't know where he's well, going. Well, they yeah, did the calculations, going. and the jump from Scarif to Tatooine would take, in a Class two hyperdrive, which the oh, Tantive Four has, would take about <laughs> 17 hours. <laughs> that's, cool that you, that's cool that you know that. That's a okay. phenomenal, phenomenal Star Wars. You saw, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Were you, guys, were you the guy that did the math? No, I was not You're the guy that You're just saying you did it on Reddit. You saw it on Reddit. But, no, I but totally okay. would have done the math. Tell us. I just don't know where Scarif is compared to anything else. Otherwise, I absolutely That's why you, you get on the Star Wars galaxy map. I'll show you guys. Yes. That's pretty well, amazing and, that's, and that's comprehensive. How, that's how they figured it out. Yeah. They basically took, I think, a ruler. Yeah. And it may be different because, you know, you have to plot your course around Supernova and Asteroid right. Fields and all that It's shit. not a direct line. Yeah. Right. Um, pl- from planet to planet. Okay. Um, so yeah. let's <laughs> let's talk about, I mean, no, I'm sure there's so many things we want to talk about. Um, do we want to save the sort of epilogue for later? <clears throat> do we yeah. want to end yeah. on the epilogue discussion or do we want to jump okay. right into that? Here's one thing that, that bugs me. I'll, I'll, I'll bridge this gap here. Okay. Um, 
or one thing that I guess a criticism and yeah, why don't we just get the criticisms? Uh, out okay, of we have any criticisms? Get those. So out my my sort of criticism, but sort of not. I think it's worse. It's a bigger criticism in 3D versus 2D mm-hmm. would be Tarkin and Leia. Uh, I love first no of all no fair you stole mine uh, well you, you can jump in on this I mean too. that's the <laughs> I'm just big criticism Leia looks perfect to me I don't I see think that looks fine yeah. yes and no okay she's like 98% there it's so in, in 3D you get this you get a little bit of a and it's it's because of the technology you get a little bit of a glow kind of effect like a weird sort of it's it's yeah, just weird it just, especially Tarkin Tarkin just looked like Something was wrong. Yeah, Uncanny Valley. It looks more yeah, exactly. Uncanny Valley, but in two D and now seeing it twice in two D, it doesn't bother me as much. And I, I, personally, I think it's fine. It it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that they chose to put the characters in. And I get some people's criticisms of well, why not just cast a different actor or hide like have his back to the camera and Leia keep her back to the camera and just have Carrie Fisher's voice. But you can't, you can't really get away with that that in this day and age. Yeah. It was her voice. Yeah. Um, so my my thing is, I my yeah, question her hope now sounded is, like oh, you're my only hope. It did. Yeah, it sounded like her. They piece it together like they did with. Yeah, it's a direct lift so. from that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, I wonder though if kids who haven't seen the originals because there there are plenty out there who haven't who go see this, see Leia and Tarkin for the first time ever. I wonder if they have that same criticism or that same thought, or it bothers oh, them as I much. It. I doubt it. I feel it, like it doesn't because p- kids kids that have been born in the two thousands or even the late nineties are so used to CG yeah. characters occupying the screen. Don't give yeah. a shit, bro. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The only problem I had with it is is and it, hopefully they got from I don't know permission but blessings from his family. But they did to, they to did. redo a man who was passed. Like Tarkin, yeah, they, Princess they, Carrie Fisher, they unfortunately she was passed now, but at the time she was still alive. Yeah. But I and, read something about Peter Cushing and that he loved doing Star Wars and that he except was wearing those boots. He was yes. <laughs> um, but that he was a little disappointed that he had been killed off in 4 and couldn't do 5 and 6. Well, was, oh no, the irony yeah. is is that he hated it at first and then after it blew up he's like, "Whoa." Yeah, he realized yeah. this is what I'm going to be known as. As far as I understand it. Mm. But but in terms of, like, slippery slope of that whole technology, like, I get it. And I get the moral quandary, but I don't have the problem here. Like, no. this, to use a classic metaphor, like, this movie is like the microwave, not the atom bomb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is totally fine. But if, it's ten, you do use it. but if in ten years we're getting movies starring, like... For the first Brando. time ever, like yeah, Marlon, Marlon Brando, Brando Jimmy Hesky. Stewart on screen together right. with Mel G- with a young Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's gonna be like no, 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 no. Yeah, like yeah, that's I'm, the I'm, difference. Because I'm totally yeah, I'm good. That's what I'm saying. As long as they draw the line somewhere, because I'm fine with the de aging. Because obviously the Michael Douglas thing looked great in Ant Man and, and right. even when X Men uh, with three, which everyone did it with the uh, with uh, McKellen and uh, Patrick uh, Stewart. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Th- I'm totally fine with that stuff, and, and it's just. Like like when I first saw the, the hologram of Tupac, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then I was like, that's fucking creepy. I mean, that's not Tupac performing. That's not a Tupac yeah, concert. Right. You know, it's yeah. just like, let the man go. <laughs> so, but it's a very small complaint because it didn't, because t- I love whoever does the voice performance for Tarkin is fantastic. Oh, he's, he's, yes. yes he's I'm very assuming good. it's the guy who's been on the Rebels cartoon, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't have service. I hope so. Right now, but. I, I might be the only person in the world that has a bigger problem with Vader than uh, <laughs> Interesting. Than the CG folks. Interesting. Okay, now I have to hear your complaint. Which, yeah. Wait, which both 
just no, no, period? No. Or? Just the first one. The first one yeah. that was obviously reshot. I feel like they had a different dude in the suit that they had to get on that day. They did. It's like, yeah. his, I read that. That's his, confirmed. His, like, gate walking in was a little, like, off. Yeah. And something, like, the suit just seemed to, like, hang on him differently. It, yeah. it does. Even the mask yes. looked a little hokey. Like, it looked a little, like, Comic-Con well, and looks, not the real deal. He that's looks confirmed, shorter but... and stockier versus taller like Vader should be. Like, he is in the final scene. I, I get more of a tall sense of Vader in that final scene versus the yeah. first one. I didn't, like, hate it, but even in the no. first viewing, I felt like something was a little off. Off, and then later it was that was one of the reshot scenes because even in the trailers there's right. shots of him like standing on the bridge of the Death Star or whatever like that's right yeah confirmed but like yeah so to me there's some whatever is a little bit off about that scene yeah it gets agree. me more than like Uncanny well, Valley Tarkin but what do you think of the pun oh I'm fine I love I'm, the pun know, I like the dialogue. don't choke on your own aspirations yeah that's, See, that's I, great. You the like thing that, that bugged me about the pun is he should have said ambition instead of aspirations. Yeah, that's my that's my <laughs> criticism of the pun. That's that's fair. fair no, that's, that's fair. fair. Not that's that he a made fair it. criticism, but no, it, it is confirmed that there was two different people playing those Vaders uh, uh, because of the reshoots. I I can't remember which which part was reshot, um, but uh, but I I I I feel you, Josh, because the first time I saw that scene, I was kind of like, eh. Like, it was okay. Like, I liked the dialogue, but I was like, Vader didn't seem to have a presence that, that he Yeah, something felt would. just a smidge. And I don't know but if he, it was he, most of the backgrounds there were CG, like it was a little prequelitis. Maybe. I don't know if that was because... I, I don't know. I don't I know. Do, There's just something about... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just something about that moment. The whole conceptually, everything else about it's awesome. I, so I, right. love, oh, yeah. I love that Mustafar his castle. The castle is one of uh, McQuarrie's designs. Yeah, so they, they, they based movie, it off yeah. of his original Here's, stuff. So. To me, in that scene, the sort of the the thing that makes that scene, you know, that sort of highlights the the issues with Vader in that scene, is Krennic, and his sort of. For most of that scene, he doesn't fear Vader. Yes. He doesn't yeah. have that fear of Vader yeah, that literally everyone else that's yeah. not, yeah. like, Tarkin has. But, yeah. But that's not true, though, because the, the dudes that are in that mm. in that meeting with him don't really fear him that much. That's not all true. Like, that one guy that starts talking that's to him before he gets choked. Yeah, they're yeah, like, no, they Well, all yeah, of them, Marty. none of them are afraid. That's Only one of them is insolent. And, and George has said this, because right. I was, like, listening to the commentary, you know, and we've all known this. Vader at this point is a broken man. Like Anakin Skywalker is a broken man, and he's yeah. he's kind of a pathetic character, even though he still has a lot of power. He could obviously have more if he was more whole. And right. something good that the comics did, at least the run of it that I read, which is not the full run that exists right now with Vader, is like he's in the midst of a power struggle too. Like he doesn't care for the Death Star. Yeah, like, and that's very obvious he, in the hope even. He, and it's canon, because yeah. the comics are canon, like, he's even, like, in a battle for the Emperor's favor, because there's a whole the political hierarchy, and then he's like, but I'm the Lord of the Sith, bro. Yeah. yeah. And the Emperor's like, do this, do this, and the Emperor's, like, manipulating him to make him even more, uh... More of a lapdog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But... you're starting to feel that. To get super nerdy... Since you what? went there with, like, math, I'll do it with, like, <laughs> syntax. I would say that Vader doesn't have a problem with ambition, but would have more problems with aspirations. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's, not, that's, not that's, that's, that's my rebuttal to <laughs> your, uh, to your pun criticism. You know, it's funny. This movie... He was all ambition. If, if, 
George would have gotten his yeah, original... Yeah, much aspiration. If George would have gotten his original Vader? way... Or Anakin? Anakin. And now Vader. And, and he's... He is owned by... I would say Anakin was ambitious. really neither. I mean, I guess he was ambitious, but then his downfall was not his ambition. It was his fear. His ability not to fear let, of not let go. Yeah, yeah. Let go of so he would, pro- he would have a problem with aspiration. He would. He would. <laughs> he would because you know why? Because it's anyway, I'm just being stupid. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, it's pretty, we should get into argument. a very deep semantical argument. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. George's original plan was obviously the Death Star wasn't supposed to be in the first movie, but he didn't think he was going to get any more movies, so they had to throw it in the first movie. Oh, is so, that why? Yeah, yeah. that's why the Death Star is in the first movie because he's like this original. That and Tarkin would have been in the later movies because they were supposed to tease the Death Star and then eventually fight it at the end of Jedi. But he's like, I didn't know if I was ever going to get to make the other two movies, so I had to put the fucking thing in here. <laughs> and then he had six years. It's still wet with the Death Star <laughs> in Death Jedi. Star, Star, Star. Oh, George. Um, okay, so any well, other criticisms from okay. anybody else? Well, here's... Okay, so just just one more thing on the Vader Mustafar scene. Um, I feel like what they could have done that would have made Vader more fearful and more commanding and more of a... More of a big opening presence because you want that for Vader when that reveal yeah. happens. Even though you know it's coming and you know it's Vader, you still want that chilling. Like, oh, you want the uh, the announcement. Yes, I, I yeah. thought it was pretty yes. chilling. Pretty chilling just seeing him in the back of the tank, though. Yes, <laughs> like, but, but as, that's more. I mean, that's more that. like grotesque. Like here, this is what he looks like out of the suit, and that's more of the broken man. If you want the full on Vader intimidation factor. You you have that door open and have him standing there backlit, so you see just his silhouette. Oh, like how Trump came in on the convention. The yeah, but, yeah, exactly, just like that. <laughs> and then you make convention. you make Krennic go to him, not the uh, other way around. You don't have Vader come to Krennic. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's... because that instantly that that depowers him in a way. I feel right. like not... you make Krennic go to him as a fearful thing, and maybe Vader comes halfway. I, I mean, I, well, I, don't, I don't know, know I, but I think the thing is, is the where they put him in that that room. That's pretty intimidating. Yeah, and it's like right in the dangling center. over. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, so, I mean, he can't, he can't really too. go anywhere. And as soon as Vader no. comes in, he knows he's fucked. Yeah, but he doesn't have any issue with it. I don't know. He seems nervous to me. He doesn't until Vader directly like looks at him right yeah, up I next think, to him. I think you need yeah. to there's a single shot where that where he shows know, his man, where he hesitates for a moment. Watch I get a sense of that moment. moment he's insolent and he's. Just like desperate to make sure the emperor knows how great he is, and it's not until three quarters through that scene that he hesitates for even a second. Well, here's the thing: Krennic doesn't really fear anybody. He doesn't fear Tarkin either. He challenges him, like even though Tarkin True. is obviously outranking him by a lot. Yeah, but Krennic's a little bitch. So, he is a little bitch. That's what I'm saying. So to have like, him, like I don't know, it just it it makes Vader less effective in that scene. To have Krennic not, but but I think be more. But what I think, but I think the yeah. thing is, is I think that's the whole point of. Getting to the point where you have to choke him. Vader, well, that's the point of uh, why Gareth Edwards is saying what, where Vader was as far as New Hope goes, where he is getting pushed around by bureaucrats and fucking uh, generals. Yeah, and, so that yeah I don't. Then, like that. then that's a really fucking weak response by Vader. That's like a that's like a passive aggressive. That's like Vader huffing away and going, "Fine, I'll just command the death." Like you know, it's like I it's, know, but think about it. It's just that such is, a that is Anakin Skywalker. That, that's, yeah, no, that's the whiny bitch that he's always yeah. been. Here's the thing, there's no there's no point to that scene. That scene is unnecessary. No, it is just to have Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't I think you can lose that scene and you don't lose anything in the If movie. you if you lose that scene, that makes the ending, which we can get to now, mm-hmm. 
like doubly effective doubly is intimidating and badass you just hear the breathing Mm -hmm. in the darkness and Mm -hmm. then that lightsaber activates Mm -hmm. and that's your first time you see vader in the movie and Mm -hmm. you're like oh fuck i did i disagree because yeah if that was the only slice of vader you got in that movie i would have been so mad that i didn't see him at some other point so even though that even though the mustafar I would say the Mustafar moment's necessary if only to establish the dude lives in a fucking castle on Mustafar and okay. is basically Dr. Evil and is obsessed with liquid hot magma. You know, the other thing no, 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 but no, no, there isn't. It's just as, literally, it's fan service as audience. If the only glimpse of Vader you get is that, is the coda on the movie, yeah. that'd still be a badass moment, but I... I would have left. I wouldn't have left saying that movie was perfect. I would have felt slightly robbed. Interesting. And maybe kind of in the way That's that Dan did with Force Awakens. Even though you huh. didn't really seem to like that Mustafar scene. No, he just doesn't like the way Vader kind of walks around. He I don't like, like the scene. execution, but I don't mm-hmm. mind that it happens. They lay so much. Okay. They go out of their way so much to try and earn it with having other scenes of Krennic going to Imperial people and being like, wah, until he gets kicked up the ladder to Vader. Like, I would have, I would it have almost actually, makes it make sense. I would have actually preferred if they had <laughs> okay. a scene if they had a scene between Tarkin and Vader instead of Krennic yeah, that You know what? Maybe that's why they reshot, because whatever was in those initial trailers was not Vader on Mustafar. It was him standing on... Death Star Destroyers and... Yeah. Yeah, something. Yeah. Looking at looking at yeah, looking at military uh, plans and stuff. Anyway, if that was a proof of concept for like in ten years if they're getting desperate and the box office returns are a little lower and they still aren't ready to make the next trilogy and they shouldn't. Like if that was a proof of concept for doing the Vader movie, which is kind of a takeoff of the comics, then hell yeah. Um, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then and the, and the funny thing is is well, well unless does anybody else has anything to say on Vader the reason he didn't get more than two scenes is look how much time we spent on just his two scenes. Right. Like yes. it's just like he would have if he would have been in the movie more, it would have been Darth Vader movie rather than a Rogue yeah. One movie. Right. No, we and, we got just enough Vader. I mean, I I wouldn't disagree with you either on your point that having the Mustafar scene, it's it's nice because you get a little bit more, and it would have felt a little little cheating and robbing if. And if I guess it's cool to have it's cool to see how Vader has like the, ne- I, the necessity I, I of it is as the first. I'm not first... saying it's necessary, but no, I I it's know, nice. but. I just I think it's completely unnecessary. Like the, I think I think the epilogue is a handoff anyway. Like it's not like you can you can end the movie you could just end the movie going to white. Right. You know, you don't need that epilogue because you know the plans get on the Tanta Four and you know they get there. You don't really need that. It's an epilogue, right. it's a it's a literal and figurative handoff to a new hope. Right. So I'm okay with that handoff starting with Darth Vader. It almost makes it more of an epilogue. In this movie, Darth Vader and a few other little like nods and callbacks are used how Tony Stark is in the Marvel Universe to say, yeah. you're in this weird new place, this is a different thing, but look, here's this thing that, that anchors you, that lets you know where you're at, that we don't need because we're like... AP Calc nerds, but for, <laughs> for, but for, for general audiences... Or for younger kids, there's no storytell. There's no really defensible storytelling reason for that scene, like you were saying, Kyle. But there's, but there's valid 
audience reasons. The most useless thing I found was a little Easter egg when they had, I don't know the characters' names you guys might know, but the, the guys that are uh, one no, by 12 systems. Yeah. Dr. Evison and yeah. Ponda Ponda That was yeah. fucking stupid. I was, that was fine the only with moment that. I was like, that's stupid. I'm cool with that, but the only problem I have with that is that that the dude looks so much younger and he yeah. dies like tw- like four days later, yeah, twenty like days later, that, like yeah. within yeah. a week. Yeah. Within a week. Yeah. So it's just I don't I just that part I was just and then the other yeah. guy didn't look that good, the the monster dude was his name. Honda Baba. 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 He yeah. didn't look that great. He's in like, Aqualish. His costume was like I don't know. I always called him Aqualish. Aqualish. Interesting. Yeah, that, I was fine. Like, huh. I like the R2. And in fact, that's on the wrong syllable. One of us. Uh, <laughs> or both of us. So. Maybe it's a, a, a Aqualish. Aqualish. Uh, anyway. Well, I, you know, one thing no, I, I agree. I guys, thought that was kind of... Eh. I don't want to end... I don't want to end with Rogue... I don't want to end on end Rogue One stuff, but I wanted to bring Rebels in a little bit. Uh, not to... Not to... Well, okay, I, have, I have one more criticism no, no, no. of Oh, you guys talk about prison. I'm oh, sorry. Yes. No, no, no. It's okay. Go for it's it. Okay. Um... I feel like the movie could have used another... I don't know how long it is. I don't know what the running time is. Yeah. I think it's but about 2.20. I feel like it could have used another 20 minutes. Holy fuck. Um, nah. Three hours long. Because there, there are certain hmm. character things that like are moments that are clearly <laughs> supposed to land a little more than I felt they did. Like when uh, Baze calls her like little sister. Yeah. There's like, that's kind of, like, did they have a conversation in the movie before yeah. that moment? Here's the thing. I don't think, I don't think it's a, you're, you're not wrong, but I don't think it's a circumstance of the movie needed 20 more minutes. I think it's, it's remarkable to be how cohesive the movie is given the fact the level of reshooting and redirecting and recutting that happened. Absolutely. I think it's little flashes like that. I don't think you need another 20 minutes. I think that was just like a, a victim of... I, oh, we forgot to keep that one line of dialogue when they're flying away from, you know, like... Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, but it's not it's not just that one. It's also, like, there's not quite enough of the, like, Bodhi and uh, Galen. <clears throat> you know, he's like, for Galen. Well, yeah. why, yeah. Okay, all we know true. is that Galen told you that you can make things right if you followed your heart. Like, it's not... That one didn't bother no, me because no, I didn't is, get the sense that there was... This oh, is you're me saying nitpicking. I'm yeah. nitpicking here. So there's, there's, you know, there's that I think could have used a little more. I could have used a little more between her and Saw. You know, maybe we see a little more of what happened in the meantime. Yeah. You know, maybe we see a little more of Galen in the meantime with with. Well, I'll tell you, me, it seems to me like there's sort of a lot of, of things that I feel like we sort of yeah. missed pieces of. Well, I think there's some intentionality to that, in the sense that like the one thing J.J. Abrams was saying when he was making Force Awakens was that there's a tendency in today's cinema world for every big genre movie to come with an instruction manual and that original Star Wars just dropped you into a world and didn't give you everything. I love so, that you said so that. I, I yeah. So I think that's part of it but I think, the, but I think the more cynical intention. end of it is that they don't want to give you part of the reshoots was adding more stuff as her as a little kid and it's strange to me that that wasn't in the initial script or shooting because it seems so obvious but I think that's the the Lucasfilm story group holding back and saying, let's give them this movie, and then in three years, if it hits well enough, we can do the Jin and Saw cartoon. Like they don't want to give you too too much because then they can't yeah. fill in blanks. But so, so, but here's the thing though: that would be like if you took. 
I understand what you're saying. I'm not about saying New it's Hope, right. I'm just saying. But the thing that New Hope, New Hope skims on, yeah, you don't know <laughs> what the Clone Wars were. You don't know. You know, there's a lot you don't know because you're thrown in here. Yeah. You don't know about the rebellion and the Empire and what was there before and what was there after and what are the Clone Wars and why was Ben Kenobi a general and who's Leia's father and what's going on here? <laughs> like you don't know all that, but there's not a question ever for character relationship and motivation. You know, the the equivalent of this in A New Hope would be like if you never saw Luke try to talk Han into staying or you never saw Chewie <clears throat> lament that they were leaving and instead it's just Han leaves, nobody says anything to him about leaving I and then he point. comes back. Yeah. You know, that's sort of the the sort of I just very yeah. I'm just very strongly anti unearnedness of some of these. I things. think you I think you fix that in a few lines of dialogue. I'm very anti longer movies. Well, I I just I I, I totally get where Carl's going because I'm more like that too, which is why I have a tendency towards television nowadays because you can build that sort of thing yeah. that you can't do in, yeah. in movies just, anymore. It's, it's bits but, and pieces, and maybe it's not 20 minutes. Maybe it's five minutes. You I guess, know. I guess oh, I you know. have a point. I you guess it doesn't point. bother me so much in this in this case. It's just because. <clears throat> um, I, I kind of, I kind of got the sense that 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 uh, uh, Bodhi uh, was bite, biting into to Galen's uh, not propaganda, but you know, like whole, you know, you can change, you can be, you can you can do do better, you can make right. up for somewhat mm-hmm. for what you've done. The the couple covers, couple things he says early on in the movie kind of set that up enough for me. Like I didn't need to see them actually conversate or meet. Yeah, I felt it from that. I'm not saying that that's... But there's other examples. Like, the little sister one, I agree with you. That that seemed a little out of place. But at the same time, it kind of fit what there was happening with that group. Because they're like, hey, we're all together. We're all together on this. And, you know... This movie should not work at all. Because the first shooting... Like, run of shooting they had... Jen Ursa was not even that character. And that's something they've said in the press. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, when, so if you think about all the stuff we don't know... It's remarkable that the movie works as well. I think she was less Riz likable. Ahmed signed that's on... Fair. His character did not have that name, did not have any of that. That's a completely different character than when he signed on to the movie. Like, I agree it's remarkable that this movie works, and I love this movie. Yeah. Huh. But there's some, you know, character development yeah. and relationship sort of... I can't think of the right word. Sort <sighs> of arc? Looking... <clears throat> no, no, I mean lack of arc, if if anything. But sort of some some smoothing over some edges that should have, you well, know, some glossing over that sort. They of, glossed over. So you want an extended version called Raiders of the Lost Arcs? Ah, ah that yeah. was stupid. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so we can move. I mean, that's yeah, that's, let's, that's let's my sort of yeah, big like yep. criticism of it, which is not that big of a criticism considering how well the movie works. Yeah. And and that's sort of the thing I was referring to early, earlier that. The sort of the overall goal and sort of how dangerous the Death Star is and the rebellion and the Empire and all of that sort of glosses over some of those problems for me. That's just sort of me nitpicking <clears throat> those. Like, it's nothing that takes me out of the movie. It's just a thing that I'm like, oh, we gotcha. I yeah. wish that had been a little more Plus I, well done. I also yeah. think one of the other big things with the reshoots uh, were, were uh, the fact that <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy came in with like one word, one line where she said, well, they all have to die at the end, right? Right. And, and then and then they the, they were the writers and the, and, and Garrett were like, wait, we can kill them all? Yeah, the yeah. Ending, yeah. Because like, yeah. I, think, I think they survived in the original. Right, like some of them did. The ending's different, which is a much better ending to whatever. Yes. Literally, yeah. everybody but, dies. But what, <laughs> but why then is like they one of the reasons they reshot is because 
Jin's whole character as it was originally played. Like, that's why we see some different dialogue in the trailers. I rebel. Is Is it she was, like, kind of a dick. In the original? Yeah. So, yeah, she's less likable. The way she was written, like, and they went back and they're like, she has to be a character we root for. Right. Yeah, she's got to be a hero. It's not enough that she's just going to save her dad. There's got to be a little bit more to her. I would be really interested to see the first version that they shot. Of I'd love to the see reshoots. the first version. I'd love to see it. It'll, It'll happen least... in like the 40th anniversary version of Rogue One, yeah. where they want us to buy when I'm the 80, hologram. Fuck, I just, I just yeah. love to see like holographic that projection, the yeah. original yeah. cut, just yeah. to see sort of what these characters originally were. Or the original was even like, the original script. The... We'll be able to get a hold of that. I'm well, sure. like, well, like where the like I'm a rebel, I rebel. Yeah, like that Isn't seems like that's in that early scene. Yeah, that was part of her. Her, her dictitude. Yeah. Right, but Absolute I found that like nature. charming. No, me in too. The trailer. Me too. Maybe it yeah. doesn't come off as well in the movie. I don't know. Like, was she a a non-believer? Or was she, you know, like a, a wild card third party yeah. in the <coughs> previous version, or was she a rebel in the previous version? Was she a little more extreme, like Sagara? Well, she was all. Right. But she I was always. She was always Galen Erso's daughter, right? Like that was yeah. always a thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did did you say last week, Kyle? I think it was either you or Potter. One of you said that you know what that scene was that they cut out with the Tie Fighter coming up on the. Oh, I don't know what it was, but I have a theory about yeah, what it was. We talked about it. Like, it depends on it. it depends on when Kath. My theory depends on when Kathleen Kennedy came in and said they all have to die, right? Yeah, yeah. It because if it happened sort of before the reshoots, but after they shot a lot of it. That's definitely like, when it happened. My thought, okay. Yeah. Then my thought is that that TIE fighter, when she's sort of walking out to it, she's got the blaster in her hand, it's and Ca- she's Cassian. like, yeah, I think it's Cassian getting the ship yeah, so that sense. she can hit send, and then she can hop in the ship, and they can take yeah, This is a funny yeah, sidebar, survive. but um, this, uh, like, pop art gallery in Brooklyn, like, the night before the movie came out, so, like, on December 15th or something, they put up three limited edition like art prints like 60 of each of that shot but mm-hmm. just done different ways and they all so- were like sold out by like 7am the next morning because I was going to try and get one but then like that night we saw the movie I was like it doesn't even fucking happen it's not even in the movie. I'm, like, yeah. I'm glad I didn't get that print because yeah. I, I, every time I saw it I'd be like oh, what the fuck yeah. Um, well, just and then there's like the Saw Gerrera line in that first trailer you know if you keep fighting what will you become yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they, they definitely changed some stuff around with him too. And uh, like I was gonna say, I, I wasn't gonna get too deep into Rebels, but I, I wanted to mention without spoiling it too much for Morehead, the the last two episodes that they just aired on Saturday night. Did the you guys see those? I haven't watched them yet. Two. Yes, I did watch it. Yes, it's pretty cool, and it, it probably will. There's a lot of saw. A lot of saw. Uh, now, some Rogue me, One tie-in. And, and let me ask you why this. This is the reason I brought it up because, and maybe we've discussed this on the pod. Have they officially said? What how how early Rebels is compared to where we are at in Rebels right now as compared to New Hope slash End of Rogue One? So if I remember correctly, and somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Rebel Dawn, which is the book, yes, is something like ten five years. or ten years before New Hope. Because yeah, because right, because it takes place with. Before they, they all form, it's just uh, it's just it's Sarah. And, it's Rebel cells, yes. Sarah and what's her yeah. Name? And, and what's he's the, not Kanan. sort of the, there is rebels, but he's not one of them. He's sort of still trying to hide under yeah, the radar, and right. that's where he joins up with Hera. Okay. Um, 
So I think Rebels started about five years before. Okay, the reason I say but is... But it's definitely, like, as you watch it, it's getting closer and closer. It, it is, but at the same time, like, and, and Saw is one of the big tells here, for at least it finally gave me a little semblance of what's, or a little idea of what's, where they are in the timeline, because Saw isn't at all in any way, shape, or form, like, robotic. Like, he is in yeah, this, where he's he got have two false legs, legs and... and I think this is, like, I always thought, you're right, Kyle, I mean, you must be... Because you read Thank that you. stuff, but, <laughs> but I mean, like I, m- the way I was filling it in my brain was it somewhere like fifteen to twenty years before, like more halfway in between. Yeah. Just, but yeah. I think this is where they don't ever want to put an exact pin on things. Like they'll never be, besides like like the Wikipedia and shit, they'll never say in a movie why that was fourteen years ago and da da da. Like yeah. I like yeah. I think they like they never to pay, mentioned years in Star right. Wars. They like they will play a little fast and loose with the well, timeline because if you start addressing it too directly, it starts. To I mean, fall. exactly. I mean, it's like well, there's people's so ages, but if you notice, like nobody in this movie says like how long has this since been since you talked to Saw? She doesn't go. Oh, no, well, but not, like ten those, years. But, 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 but says, right before that, how long has it been since you saw your father? Fifteen years. Oh, that's true. She does say that. I mean, but I mean, like between historical, more between historical points. Like I don't think and Cassian's only right, supposed to be twenty-four. I don't know. That's confusing. I was right? trying to do the math there. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I mean, like that's why I think they try and avoid. He, he, some six, of he has been fighting yeah. these wars since he was, he was six, six years old. Right. So does that mean he's been fighting it since the Clone Wars or since the? I end don't know. At most, he's like twenty-six. Yeah. According to that math, but I don't know. It's there's this weird thing that happens in between Attack or not Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and New Hope. Where everybody ages twenty extra years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Except Bail Organa. Yep. Right. <laughs> so there's something in Alderaan's water that like, I want some of that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's because she. I mean, looking sort of at the because I've been reading um, Catalyst, which I is the Rogue One it. prequel book. I have it. <clears throat> I finally started reading Aftermath. Um, I finished Aftermath. Um, the first Aftermath, not the second. But in that, like, it starts during the Clone Wars. And Jin's born, and then the Clone Wars end. And I'm sort of just getting to the point where Galen's about to start working on the Death Star. Without knowing he's working on the Death Star. Because it seems like, yeah, because it seems like in that, that little flashback scene that Galen has with Krennic, that, that there were happy times when he was in the Empire. Yes. Like, he, he might have believed in what he was doing in the beginning. Well, it's... So there's sort of a... It goes through <clears> this <throat> whole sort of section at the beginning of the book where the Clone Wars are going on. It's the, it's the you know, Republic versus the Separatists. And he's deliberately not chosen a side. Like, he is basically a pacifist. He's researching, like, energy technology in synthesized versions of kyber crystals on a backwater planet working for a neutral company. And so sort of the story of that book is Krennic manipulating him into working on the Death Star. And on a weapon. Interesting. Um, As our government... Specifically on energy generation and storage. Right. um, Because his specialty is crystals, including kyber crystals. And so it's sort of Krennic manipulating him into that as a way... With the goal for Krennic being to gain more power, you know, and it's yeah. sort of it's interesting reading the book and watching, sort of being halfway through the book and watching the movie again because you see, you know, you understand all of these characters a little more. And by all of these characters, I mean Galen Urso, Lyra Urso, 
and uh, director Krennic. You know, you sort of understand them more because you get to see more of them and who they are. And, you know, why they do what they do and what's going on in their heads because it's a book and you can do that. <clears throat> right. Um, I don't know how good the book actually is, but I'm enjoying it. So that's all that really matters. Fair enough. Um, so we're going to get to wrapping it up here pretty quick, but uh, I just want so to have... so much more to talk about, though. There is. Well, you know what? We're going to have to do a part two to this escape pod. We might. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have to do another Rogue One uh, escape pod, which <clears throat> I'm totally fine with because there's other things I want to talk about, yeah. like as far as the where the uh, uh, the anthology movies go from now. You know, obviously there's not going to be an R2 and 3PO uh, cameo in Han Solo, or they better not be. God, I hope not. Because better that would be really be. stupid. It fit yeah. here because they were part of that force yeah. that, that, you know, they're obviously on latest And in ship, a way, I didn't but... necessarily need them in this either. No, that I was didn't need them, but I, that... I didn't either. I was, was cool little... with them being there, though. I was cool yeah. with them being there. Because well, it, sure. it, it, at least, like I said, in this, it wasn't... Forced as much here as I, I thought the force the, uh, the 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 twelve systems guys were forced. So here's a question: That's fair. Would it would it have been less or more forced if they and this is a horrible idea? So I'm going to preface it with that. Okay. If as the plans are being run to Princess Leia, you have R2 and 3PO there, and 3PO is like, "Why is everybody running around? What's going on?" Yeah, I would no, like that, that would have been worse. That would have been funnier, though. It would have been funnier. <laughs> been, oh, you but know what? It's like there's... the absolute wrong moment for that joke. There, oh, yes. There, there's one thing I want to also bring up: the humor in this movie. This is by far the most humorous Star Wars movie, and 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 not in a silly way. Like K two, uh, Alan Tudyk's character, K two S O, K two S O, yeah, fucking amazing reprogrammed Imperial droid, yeah. fucking yeah. amazing really character. And 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 Alan Tudyk, I mean, I I love that guy so much. Like everything he does is just he's so good. But I loved all the humor in this, especially because this is, in its whole, a very dark movie because it's it is a war movie and there's a lots of people dying. I mean, the, yeah. when Krennic says it's so beautiful as he's watching this entire fucking city yeah. destroyed, yeah, like completely destroys. Like, like that's something Trump would do when he fucking yeah. destroys an ISIS camp. You oh, one <laughs> so. other criticism for the movie. The the we're at the point now where every Star Wars movie apparently has to have a CGI creature. Oh, oh so the I know which one you're talking yeah. about. The, whatever Gore it's called, or whatever. Yeah, 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 that was. Yeah, but that, yeah, eh. that, that was that was it was whatever. I mean, you could have done that with it with it, with with the practical character because you could have made done it like Jabba the Hutt, you know? Because I mean, that's basically what he was—just big octopus <clears throat> slug thing. Yeah. My, my only other criticism too is is and it's very small. Uh, I just. I think Giancino could have done better. Like, the score, to me, isn't as memorable as it could have been. Because, like I said, I told these guys last week, I went back and watched or listened to the first three uh, seasons of Lost music. And he's, you know, to remind me why we fell in love with that guy. And I'm not saying it was it was bad music, obviously. It was good, but it just, it just didn't stand out. It feels like the Marvel movies. Well, here, let me... Let they me, just don't... The scores just don't stand out. Let me say this, because yeah. I, I feel like I have a... Like, I don't even remember what the, what the main theme is. I have a... Well, there isn't. There, there, there is. Are a few, there, is. There, there are a few themes, No, but, there is. There's one, no. There's one or two that's repeated. There's one that is repeated uh, and, two or three times. And look at it Look at it this way. So, the original trilogy, and even, even the prequels, um, and, and The Force Awakens... Those have a lot of a lot more hero moments where you have themes for heroes that are supposed to stand out. Um, the tone of those is very much about the heroes versus everybody else. Yeah. So I think 
in a way, I, I get I get what you're saying that the music isn't as standout or as memorable, but I don't think it should be because what what Giacchino has done is he's scored a war movie, and he's underscored a war movie where you you get the you get the music that you need here and there, um, and there are some standout moments which almost, honestly at times are too standout. I think I kind of go the opposite way. Because I don't, I don't need big, huge musical fanfares like the stuff. So the stuff with the Death Star, um, that's great. It's very much evocative of A New Hope's stuff because you didn't really get the Imperial March proper yeah. until Empire Strikes Back. But the all of the brassy, you know, minor chorded score and stuff is great. Um, so I, I think I think the the soundtrack is good as an underscoring to a war movie. Is what I'm trying to say. I guess I, it just—it just—it seems like every every single Star Wars movie has at least one memorable theme, whether it be Ray's theme or the love theme from Clones or the Imperial March. He also know. had yeah, like right. the, I am more, a Yub Nub from Jedi. He had like three weeks to do it, and totally, yeah. totally. And but, he went outside of his wheelhouse. Like I listened to a lot of that dude shit, and this didn't sound overtly like Giacchino. So yeah. maybe he was out thinking himself. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, no, it's, here's, it's, the thing, here's the thing. Just one last thing, and I'll let you go. Uh, the only thing I had to say is, after Star Trek, I just expected more. But go, okay. go for it. He, it was not Giacchino doing Giacchino. It was Giacchino doing John Williams, and it was Giacchino doing a mediocre ripoff of John Williams, is what I would call it, honestly. Um, I love Giacchino, don't get me wrong, but so much of this was just, I'm going to start with the John Williams theme, and just at the moment where you're starting to go, oh wait, that's I'm gonna change it so that I'm not copying. Let's that not yet. forget like, the whatever. That's what most of it and I agree. Like. I agree with Josh said. Let's about not it. forget the whatever Desplat did. They said, "No, you're fired." Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure he went in, heard that, and tried to not. Do something completely yeah, right. it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm yeah. sure he did exactly what they wanted him to do. Yeah. Right. And I'm not like, you know, I'm not shitting on Jack. You know, it just wasn't. It <clears throat> wasn't a good. It wasn't a standout score. There was yeah. nothing about it to me and, and, and that and I was like, that's great. You know, yeah. the, the sort of best score moments were just older Star Wars score. Yeah, you know, exactly. the hero marches where's, in there. It the, was the stuff that was just the John Williams stuff. There was nothing. To me, it was. It felt like a remix. Yeah, but I, I will give it. I will give it. I agree with Josh. It was mostly probably because he was up against the wall. He had three weeks to do it, and he had to, like, completely do something different. Than what that other guy did, which I really like to hear what that guy did, just because interesting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, then, um, if there's any final thoughts, or can we get out of here so Mr. Morehead can go and recover and get healthy? Um, I'm just gonna say I loved the movie. Me too. I loved it. It's in my top five Star Wars movies. Oh. Um, Let's do that really fast, I and then we can leave. Okay. Well, we you guys go first because oh, I need God. to figure rank out the Star Wars movies. It's so it. easy. It's easy for me. I'm gonna do it easy. Six, five, four. Rogue One, Seven, Sith, Clones, Menace. All right, I think it's so almost the exact reverse order, except I put uh, Force Awakens in the middle. Honestly, <laughs> I think I would go Empire Strikes Back. That will always be my favorite, like okay. hands down, always. I think God, this this is gonna be. You guys are gonna question. No, maybe, nobody but, questions. No, like, no, no, no. I'm just I pick Jedi as my favorite for crying out loud. I think I think I would put Rogue One at number two for Whoa, me right now. That's fine. And then yeah, I would do totally A New Hope right mm-hmm. after that. Then I would do uh, Jedi, Force Awakens, and then three, two, one with the prequels. <sighs> okay. So 
What about you, Morehead? Yeah. Um, Is that too hard to think about right, right off the top of your head? Two, three, one, four. Uh, Rogue One. Uh, <laughs> you're going to worst of best, right? You're going to worst of best, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Force Awakens, um, Empire Jedi. Wait, did you did you put three at the worst one? Oh, you know, and you know what? Six? Actually, two I would at the worst two. one. Okay. Two, two would be my worst one as well. It'd be three, one, two. Oh, really? You'd flip, me. flip Menace and, and Clones? I like okay. Menace more than Clones. Yeah, interesting. Kyle? Yep. Okay, so I'm gonna apologize because I'm gonna nobody needs to apologize. Nah, that's fine. No, no, no. I'm apologizing because I'm not making a decision. Oh, there. So <laughs> I'm going to say five, four. Okay. And then I don't know the order yet, but there's six, seven, rogue one in a, in a cloud there, yeah. of which okay. I'm not sure the order. I just need to get further away from seven and rogue one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Then <clears throat> three, two, one. Cool. I think there's like one good sequence in Phantom Menace. Okay, okay. And most of the rest of it is just not good. <laughs> I like pod racing in the, in the battle, but uh, in the lightsaber duel. But uh, the space battle was, was... That's one thing I love about Rogue One. That fucking space battle was amazing. But, it was. All right, we will, we will, <clears throat> get, we will get into yeah. more, more Rogue One on our next escape pod because we will have another one because there's so much more to talk about. So, yeah, this is going to be our... We're just going to do a weekly Rogue One pod for the next <laughs> I month think, or so. Well, hey, so. we were yeah. able to talk about Suicide Squad for like <clears throat> three months straight, oh, so I'm God, sure we can talk about... Not by choice. I'm sure we can talk about Star Wars. Shut <laughs> <laughs> It was by choice. <laughs> Even though it wasn't always good stuff for me. <laughs> but anyway, all right, well, we are going to be done then. So, uh, for the podcast, to my right... Wait, I just want to say one more oh, thing. One oh, one more thing God. from Kyle. Since it's, no, since it's, a, uh, <laughs> since it's an escape pod. I think Josh's door is already open. Uh, we all saw the Ro- uh, the Rebels trailer. Oh, yes. How excited yeah. are we for Obi-Wan Darth Maul showdown? Oh. Oh, I am so oh. excited. I can't mm-hmm. fucking wait. Dude. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. And the okay. fact that he sounds more like Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor, which, how much I love Ewan McGregor, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is yes, cool. That message and all that. Yeah. That message is straight from Rebel Dawn, the book. Because that's they do this like flashback in the book to um, Kanan when he's in the Jedi oh, Academy. Oh, oh, the message. Obi Wan yeah, 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 yeah. introducing the sort of the beacon. I remember that. I remember that. Yes. Um, okay. And that message. I do remember that? Huh. Um, it may be. Is it in? It's in Sith. three. It's that's in what Sith. I was say. Yeah. Well, the the message. <clears throat> Sith. Yeah, I, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, yeah. Now we will but, wrap sorry. up. So <laughs> yeah. Say goodbye, Kyle. Bye, Kyle. Next to me is <laughs> Kyle Bound. In front of him, Morad. And next to him, Potter. And I am Daniel Villalobos. This has been an escape pod powered by the way we nerd. See you guys later. May the force be with you. Always. Thanks for listening. If you want more from the nerds, check us out on the intertubes at thewaywenerd.com. And if you haven't already, you should follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Way We Nerd. And subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week, this is The Way We Nerd. Nerd.